and welcome to the Dr. Christian Heim podcast, where we're living for preventative mental health, love and compassion. Glad to have your company. I'm Caroline Heim, and we are doing this podcast from Australia. Today, we're continuing our series taken directly from the monthly live Q&As that Dr. Heim does on the iHealth channel once a month in New York with our wonderful host, Hurricane H. So, anger so destructive but 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 there is a positive aspect to it is there is there can you use your anger for good in this episode dr heim starts by talking about where in the brain anger occurs and how fear and anger are related and next it's the practicals how to put in a plan to control anger how to use your anger constructively and even in the current situation and our response to the ukraine Let's drop in on the conversation. So uh, my second question, what is the psychological explanation for anger and what measures are there to help someone with anger issues? I think it's something that we've covered in the past, but, you know, uh, nevertheless, uh, it is from John. So, doctor. Okay. So, Hurricane, anger, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Anger is one of those uh, primary emotions that we all actually experience because uh, it has to do with our very survival. Uh, so primary emotions are things like anger, fear, pleasure, pain, okay? And a sense of fulfillment, because when we get our goals fulfilled, then uh, we like to call that happiness, but it's, it's not quite. There's a kind of a satisfaction that comes with moving forward. Anger, however, is something that's tied up with uh, our very survival. So the experience of anger happens in the limbic system, which is part of our driver of emotions. And one particular part of the limbic system is called the amygdala. Now, the amygdala takes care of primary emotions, such as uh, hunger. So when you're hungry, it'll help you find food. First, it'll help you find water. Uh, It also helps you find sexual expression but it also drives fear and anger. So fear and anger are related in that fear is a response. It is you get worked up very quickly, but in fear you tend to draw away from whatever is causing you the fear, okay? In anger, you tend to draw towards whatever is causing the injustice. So in other words, if you look at what we call the fight and the flight response, Fear will drive the flight of that fight or flight response, whereas anger, the experience of, no, I'm going to go and fight. So this is why all of us are, in a sense, afraid of our own anger, because in our anger, we can actually hurt somebody, right? But here's the thing. If you can use your anger consciously and be aware that I am angry at the moment, then you can make decisions. So we're going back to the first question as well, the importance of making decisions. If somebody has a real problem with anger, such that if they are fired up, they will lash out towards somebody, then in my clinical experience, what I've done is put in a plan for that person to move out of that situation because nobody actually wants to do damage. Uh, Okay, I can't quite say no one, but most people don't want to do damage when they're angry. So the plan may be if you get angry and you can notice consciously that your anger is going to 
eight out of 10, eight and a half out of 10, nine out of 10. So the plan is to turn in the other direction and walk away, or in some cases, run away. Okay. Now, there is a positive aspect to anger, and that is determination. In a sense, to mm. climb a mountain, to achieve anything, like to build a bridge or to get anything done, you've got to say, right, I have to do this. And the feeling of determination has the same quality as anger, but it's not as out of control and it is focused on getting something done. So if you can consciously look at your anger to say, right, what am I angry about? I am angry about an injustice in the world. All right. How can I use that constructively to do something? This is what I can do. I can say this. I can post this. I can do this. I can clean up this mess. And in cleaning up some mess, you are using anger as a force for determination so that you can get something done because it takes a little bit of anger to get something worthwhile done in this life. So anger is not bad. It is bad if it is uncontrolled. But if you can see that you are angry about something and you want to make a difference in this world, you use it for determination. <laughs> Doctor, I'm sorry. You know, this is the first time I heard literally the concept of anger in a positive way because <laughs> everybody is thinking anger is like when you go like nuts and you go just like you yeah know, that's right off that's right. The, you know but I, I love you know you see and that's that's again this is amazing and and i'm enjoying this as part of being not only on the show with you but also just listening to you and and understanding these dynamics you know you kind of reflect on them and they make sense uh because we tend to believe that anger is always you know this this ten you know ten you know going on tangent going crazy going like you know just like bananas but but yeah. you're right there is a level of that you know drive and and you need to have some emotion about it and therefore you know it's that but but we don't relate that to to the concept of anger uh, typically and that's not something that I would have thought about personally and probably at most people watching right now listening they'd be like <laughs> but 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 it's amazing i mean it's you are the expert and you understand you know how we function from the mind aspect of it and this is great for us to know where that is and how it plays in our you know life so thank you doc okay so i'll, I'll use two examples hurricane one is a global example and one will be a personal example all right so the global example is a war that's going on between Russia and the Ukraine at the moment, all right? When, when mm -hmm. one country becomes a bully, that evokes an anger response in people all around the world. And what then can be done is through determination, you say, okay, we need a response. We can't let this go on. And so the world is struggling to find out what the right response is, but it's anger that's driving the idea that this war needs to stop, just like the Second World War actually came because people were angry that somebody like Hitler would try to impose his ideas on the world. So the anger response was, we have to fight about this. We are determined to make sure that the right thing happens in the world. That is an anger response, but it was focused and directed. Now I'm going to go to a little war that happens between two people that are in a long-term relationship, right? If somebody feels angry, if, if your partner makes you feel angry, you've got to go, well, why do I feel angry here? Uh, and the thing is that it'll come down to some sort of an injustice.
there's there's a habit or a way of talking or a way of acting that goes, you know what, that's not fair. And if you let that go on, you can let it build and build and build. And that's when people explode in anger. And unfortunately, our movies let us see the explosion because it makes for good cinema, all right? However, in a real relationship, it's actually better to be assertive, to be able to say, you know what? I feel angry when you say that to me or when you keep putting me down in front of friends, that makes me feel angry. That's not fair. So you assertively say how you feel. You say what you mean and you mean what you say. And then you have a smaller confrontation now rather than a bigger confrontation in the future because people tend not to change their behavior without some small confrontation. And that's why assertive is like a little anger. It's not getting explosive or aggressive, but just assertive to let somebody know how you actually feel. It's the same thing as dealing with global wars. Well, Dr. Detective, thank you for, for, for really clarifying that because I mean, it, it you know, again, listening to you, it, it's amazing. Like, you know, you have one, one concept and you hear something and then it just changes the dynamics about how you think about things. But, but the fact is you're right. I mean, we all carry stuff if we don't face you know, whoever and have that assertive discussion and just kind of pin in the butt as they say right away uh, it yeah. just keeps keeps your emotions rolling and just rallying in there and just getting more and more tense and then to your point it's like you get calm 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 and eventually you're gonna explode and boom it's over and then the yeah. reaction is going to be negative as opposed to if you you do that and to your point if if you're able to to get out of the system right away and confront it and you know kind of dissipate it and at least eliminate whatever that conflict is you're done you can move on because again we carry that stuff this happens and i think this is going to relate yeah. to the next the next question that i have here but the fact of the matter is we relate to this in our lives you know we all meet people uh, circumstances situations and then we don't get to kind of get out of our system and then it just stays with you and then you take it on your friends your family and other people that you might not be and then eventually you're you're talking about anger again <laughs> it's going to come out in that explosive mode and it's not a cool thing so uh you know thank you so much for again i love it i mean i'm just i'm excited i'm excited <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah yeah I hope that yeah, and, and the, one, the, the point that I want to make is, um, unfortunately, watching anger explosions makes for good entertainment. But unfortunately, it, it almost seems to give the message that this is the way life is supposed to be, right? Whereas um, in my clinical practice, I encourage people to be assertive and express themselves before you reach that explosive anger point so that you can actually work on these things. The trouble is, Hurricane... None of us like conflict and none of us do conflict well. That's why we're still in the ridiculous situation of having wars in the world. It's a ridiculous way to handle conflict, but we haven't figured it out because conflict is always with us. Sadly. And and, and it's amazing because you, what you said is very true. When you watch, you know, I guess, movies and stuff, entertainment, uh, it's carnage. It's the more the better. I mean, so, you know, as they say in the media world, if it leads, if it, it bleeds, it leads. I think so. The more the merrier for the excitement. But but in reality, I think that's that's really the bad way of looking at it. I, I love right. what you said about if we can we can be assertive about it, just kind of get it you know out of system, and we'll be better. But but we don't practice that, and so and maybe because yeah. we're not conscious about it. I think that's that's the other part. I mean, someone is watching the show today. She's probably gonna huh. 
that's a good way to deal with it. And and that's yeah. the other thing. We don't have guidance in how we deal with these things. We kind of wing things most of the time. I mean, yeah. not everybody has the ability to actually, for example, see a doctor and, and yeah. talk. And that's the other thing. Like, you know, I love this particular show specifically is because we get to share stuff that we might not necessarily have the ability to ask someone that has expertise. Like you ask a lot of experts for different things, for business, for finance, for accounting, for life stuff. But we don't ask about the most important thing about how we can function better. And, yeah. and again, and everybody has this taboo about reaching out to a psychiatrist or, you know, a yeah. doctor or, you know, because of the historical event of like, oh, my God, that is like, you know, what's wrong with you, right? <laughs> Something's yeah. wrong with you. And, and here we have the ability to actually get your, the feedback from you and help us maybe do better. Uh, and ultimately, again, it's, it's, this is all for our mental health and getting us yeah. to the next level and higher, I guess, level of being. So thank you. Yeah, that, no, that's all right. So I want, I want to boil down assertiveness just to one basic message. And the message is tell them how you feel. So if you're in a close relationship, sometimes you got to say, I'm angry. And your partner may say, well, why are you angry? And you know what? Sometimes we don't know. And sometimes it's all right to say, I don't know why I'm angry, but I just want to let you know I'm angry at the moment. I mean, I'm a psychiatrist and sometimes it takes me days to work out why I was really angry. And then you sort of come back to it. But when you let somebody know what your feelings are, particularly people who are close in your life, so your spouse, a child or a parent, you're actually giving them the privilege of being close to you, being in your mind, sharing your feelings with them. So even if it's a negative feeling, it's still a privilege to share that. And then they can go, oh, okay, Christian's a little bit touchy today. All right. Uh, how can I help with that? What do I need to do? But you feel closer to the person just by sharing your feelings. So the, the message for assertiveness is say it. I am angry. I am happy. I am joyful. I'm annoyed. Whatever it is, just say it. Ah, so Dr. Heim finished off by talking about labeling and describing your emotions to grow closer to others. And yes, he can get angry too. If you like these podcasts, I mean, really like them, then please share them with others everywhere to everybody and tell everybody about them. And we will catch you next time. Bye.